0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else.
1: Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Back live again this week. We had last week we were off. I was out of town. So we, uh, we released an episode of our cask-aged wrestling. I hope that you guys enjoyed that. Send us your ideas on what what pay-per-views you want us to review.
0: Yeah, hit us up on uh, Facebook. Let us know there. Uh, Messenger, uh, mm-hmm. if you prefer. Uh,
1: if you know us, just if you come face-to-face.
0: <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll watch them and figure out whether it was worth the watch or not. <laughs> But well, yeah. Let me rephrase that. If our fans are telling us that, to watch it, it's always going to be worth a watch. Oh, yeah. We'll now, give you our thoughts on... The show worth
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, we have a bottle of 1792 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is bottled in bond, so it is going to be aged at least four years. Yep. This is their Single Barrel Select... So it is from one barrel, uh, bottled in bond. Going, going back to that, aged at least four years, bottled at a hundred proof, can only be cut with pure water. Yep. And uh, yeah, has to be from a single distillery.
0: Single distillery, single barrel. I think from the distillery. Since this is a single barrel. Well,
1: this is the single barrel, but yep. I think that you can mix multiple barrels, barrels from the
0: same. No, that's but, but it has to
1: be from the same distillery. It can't be yeah, yeah, you know, no, you no, can't no. have like the distillery down the road and then you it's know just,
0: it's because it's blended is you can mix whatever whiskeys with whatever you want. Yeah. Uh single Is it? I think it is. I was thinking single batch was mm-hmm. hey, it has to come from the same run for the same so the same distillery there, but single barrel I was thinking was this well, came out of si- single
1: barrel has to be single barrel.
0: Yeah. Which is what that is, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, bottled in bond doesn't. Bottled
0: in bond doesn't. Single barrel does. Yeah, yeah. bottled no. in bond just means it comes from the same distillery and aged four years. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So there we go. So we were both right. Yay! Cheers. Cheers.
1: <laughs> it's not bad on the nose. Uh... Yeah, the nose
0: isn't too bad. The uh, that is a. Wild taste. I haven't, I haven't tasted a whiskey that tastes like that. It's good. It's very like it, it. It's fruity. Yeah. Like that's what my brain says that like this is a this is fruity. Um. You know, obviously, when we're talking tasting notes for for whiskeys and things of that nature, you know, realize, guys, when we say it tastes like chocolate, it it doesn't taste like chocolate. It's just that it it triggers it makes those you same think that, yeah. right? It Fruity has, sweet. There is yeah. some candy
1: in there now that I'm like I'm licking my lips. Yeah. A little bit of candy at the end.
0: It doesn't have too much of a burn, which you would think it what is it 100 proof? It's
1: 100 proof, bottled in bond.
0: Yeah, you would think it 100 proof um there would be more burn to it. It's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not terrible. I have kinda, no idea how much it's worth, but
1: uh, yeah. Uh looking online, I think I saw uh and I don't know if it was this specific one or if it was another of their offerings, but I saw one at like fifty bucks and then I saw some others at a hundred and fifty. So I would assume the single barrel they're gonna charge more, so it's probably close to that hundred and fifty.
0: This was one of those bottles that you got given, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. This is one that my uh my brother was given and he's lent to us to to Very try cool. and review. So it's a nice oh bottle God. of bourbon. I don't know that I would run out to buy it.
0: Yeah. But its it's got good flavor to it if, and it. if this was on that $50 line, mm-hmm. yeah, I would. I'd yeah. go buy a bottle of it. If it's on that $100 line, I, I'm i not sure it's worth it. Uh, just from a, a flavor to cost uh, aspect.
1: Yeah, so just quicking quick looking online, I see single barrel at 49.99 and then I see another one at 400. Jesus. So uh okay, so the the $50 one is the 4 year.
0: Okay, that which is probably what we got here. And
1: then the uh the $400 one is
0: an 8 year. Man, that is a that is a fast jump. Uh, yeah. I don't.
1: It's tough to tell looking at the bottles. Yeah, if I imagine it's, the eight year
0: has a would have a designation somewhere that says eight or something like that on it. They usually do.
1: Eh. Anyway, so we don't spend a whole bunch of time, right? It actually looks like it might be the eight year. Looking at right. the label at the top. Let's see. But um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. This is a little more yellow than it looked a minute ago. I'd say it's probably the 4 year.
0: Yeah, probably. That would be my guess. Yeah. It's decent though. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I would I
1: would drink it again.
0: Yeah. Um something I wouldn't do again is watch full gear.
1: <sighs> Tony Khan's trying to kill us. He's trying to raise yeah. our blood pressure to a point where we die and stroke out. So, or stroke out and die, I guess, right. is the way it would go. But.
0: Nah, he wants us to do it the other way. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to cover just a couple of quick things that happened in the week of wrestling. Because uh, overall... A couple weeks of wrestling. But. Yeah, we, uh, we we will reiterate again. There's not a ton of stuff happening. We're kind of in that end of the year... WWE is kind of holding back on most of its storylines right now until the Rumble mm-hmm. because then you get the Rumble and the Road to Mania, which is when they always put new things out, all that kind of stuff, right? So two big announcements, are two big things that happened. Uh, Santos Escobar turned on Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. uh, last week, I think. And this week he cut a promo on SmackDown uh, saying that Dominic was right, you're a glory hog. Yada, yada, yada. Um, saw that coming a mile away. LWO, the WWE has no idea what to do with them. You have Rey Mysterio, you have Santos Escobar, and it was Carlito, kind of, sort of, a little bit, maybe. And Zelina Vega, right? And you had
1: the other two guys that were with um, Santos there for a little while, but they haven't done much recently with them. Right,
0: they hadn't been done anything with them, right? So you have Rey Mysterio, and I really hate WWE for this because they're making me not like Rey Mysterio. Um, he's a legend. Mm-hmm. He, he's one of the greatest to ever put on a mask, right? That said, this last run that he's been having with the LWO and becoming the U.S. champion and all that kind of stuff, I... I could not care any less about any of this. He's a legend,
1: like you said, and he's putting over the new guys. Like, that's what his run is all about. But in doing so, in the way that he's been booked, it's just been so meh that you don't care about Ray. don't
0: care, exactly.
1: And how did those words just come out of my mouth?
0: right. Like, like But I feel the same way. I simply don't care what's happening. Yeah. Um, You know, we talked, I think we talked last time we were here. We talked about uh, on, on Crown Jewel, right, with Johnson. In mm-hmm. fact, Cena lost to Solo. And they made the comment when Cena was coming down to the ring that it had been like 2,000 days since he'd won a a pay-per-view single stop, uh, match, right? Yeah. I get maybe where they're coming from. Rey Mysterio is a legend. Mm-hmm. Just being in the ring with Rey Mysterio should, in theory, elevate you. Should. It doesn't. No. Because any of these legends, to me, they still have to have the credibility of they can still win. They're still mm-hmm. a legend. They can still go. And you get in the ring with them, you're getting in the ring with history, and you got to be on your game to win. Yeah, because even the ones like like I think back to the end of Rick Rick's career originally, right? When it was the whole they were talking up the fact that he didn't he'd lost a step, mm-hmm. but he had so much knowledge of the ring that even though he had lost a step, he was still able to outsmart. Anybody that got in the ring with yeah. him to still win, Ric Flair didn't just lose Mm-mm. at the end of his the quote unquote end of his career, right? Because the man took bumps last night. So yeah, put put bumps in in italics with asterisks all by it, but he got involved anyway. Cena, Ray, even like all of these. I don't see where these new stars are getting anything out of being associated or in the ring with them at this point. The expectation is they're going to lose, or they're going to put over the new guy, or something like that, and they're just not getting anything from it.
1: It, Yeah, and it's a booking issue.
0: Yeah, for sure. It it
1: is is 100% a booking issue. Hunter is struggling to figure out how to get the new guys over while keeping the legends strong, what
0: he because needs,
1: none of the legends' names are Hunter Hearst Helmsley.
0: What he needs to do, is, and I would be perfectly, I think this would work well. Take your legends, and when I say when I say legends, yes, Ray, you know those kinds, but also take your people like the Miz, the ones that have been around for a while. Right?
1: Yeah, the ones that are in the latter half or the latter third yeah. of their career.
0: Involve them in stories with each other. Mm. Take your newer guys, the ones that have been there a couple of years, still trying to find their footing. Involve them in stories with each other. And almost treat your your tenured people as, to use a video game term, your stage bosses. Yeah. You know, you have, you have your rays and your... Your Misses and your Bobby Lashleys and you know all of those over here doing their thing with each other, and then you know then Santos Escobar has been running through people that are in his category, his class. Yeah. Then he steps up to Ray, mm-hmm. and you can have a, a series of three to five matches between them. You know, figure out who you want to win. Something like that would be cool to me because right now, if somebody's wrestling, if somebody's wrestling a legend on TV, they're going to lose. They're wrestling them on a pay-per-view. They're going to win.
1: It's one of those that we just, and a lot of this is because we've watched wrestling for, true. you know, 20, 30 years, you know, what, probably 60 years between the two of us or more
0: stories are all the same. And
1: the the story beats are all the same, unless it's Tony Khan writing it and he has no understanding of story
0: structure. Uh, (laughs) Another thing in the the realm of heel turns, Drew McIntyre apparently completed his heel turn on Monday night. He joined sort of the Judgment Day. So Survivor Series is having a War Games match. And Drew will be on the Judgment Day side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be Finn, Priest, Dominic, Drew, JD versus Cody, Jay. Uh, who else was that? Uh, Sammy. Eh, we'll address it here in a little while. Yeah, there was there were there were four. Of them in the ring. So they're still the fifth person that has to be found. Yeah.
1: We'll, uh, we'll address that in a little while. Yeah, There's a lot the, of rumors. We're going to do the rundown. But we are going to do a rundown of the show, um, which is next weekend. So, you know, two pay per views on a Saturday in a row. Right. Uh, which, gotta love a pay per view on a Saturday. I do night. like
0: Saturday pay per views because we can watch it like, yeah. like, full gear ended at 11 o'clock last night. And it wasn't like, God, I got to get up early in the morning.
1: Right. It was. All right, go home. I can sleep in a little bit. I can exactly. relax. and have a nice, you know, I I love a Saturday pay per view.
0: So I will say though, Drew needs to turn heel. Uh, the babyface Drew was was getting stale.
1: They had no uh, no direction for him.
0: He had no direction. He he's lost to reigns several times. He's lost to Seth several times. He needs an edge again. And hey, this is seems like the way to get it back for him.
1: Yep. Um. Don't know if you call this a heel turn or face turn or, or anything. Ronda Rousey has shown back up in professional wrestling. Yeah. Done a couple matches. One of them with
0: ROH. Yeah, she did a match with Revolver. hmm Where there were several AEW stars on that Revolver show. Uh, Swerve was there. He got attacked by Hangman. Uh, Ronda and Marina Shafir on the ROH show. Ronda and Marina Shafir teamed up versus Athena and her partner, who I don't remember who that was. Yeah. But, yeah, so so Ronda's popped up. That was a name that was that was thrown about as being Tony Khan's super mega special, oh, my God, signing announcement that he was going to announce at Full Gear. Um well, we're, we're going to talk about which that. Which we're going to talk about. But, yeah, she was mentioned for that. Uh, spoiler, it wasn't her. Should, should we go ahead and move into full gear? Yeah,
1: we may as well. So, we have the pre-show, which I believe started with... Um,
0: Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lisa yeah. for the ROH World Championship. Uh, and also the New Japan uh, Strong Openweight title, which is what the other belt that Eddie has. It was a decent match. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was very much a fan of this. Jeff Jarrett, all of the, the crew there were outside the ring. Uh, they all attempted to get involved at, at points here and there. Ortiz shows up towards the end. Mm-hmm. you know, last time we saw Ortiz and Kingston, they were not happy with each other. But Ortiz comes down. Lethal's grabbing for Jarrett's guitar. Well, Lethal and Kingston are fighting over who's going to be able to grab it. Yeah. Ortiz grabs it and then lays out uh, Sanjay Dutt with it. And we get in the ring, and the way the camera was rolling, all of us are like, okay, so here's where Ortiz hits Eddie in the back of the head with the speed, with the mad ball. And,
1: and it, it just never happened. never
0: did, so they roll out of the ring and leave. And then you get a backstage segment. Kingston wins. You get a backstage segment where Kingston says that he is going to put the ROH title and the strong title on the line during the Continental Championship yeah. Series, which starts next week,
1: anytime that he's in a singles match, he wants those
0: titles to be on They're the line. on the line. So, whoever wins the Continental Title Series will be the uh, ROH Champion, the Strong Champion, and I guess the Continental Title. Whatever yeah. you know, it's a new title because it's not the intercont- or the International Title. So,
1: is it Joe's title? Maybe. He had well, that's the, the TV, TV title, title
0: that Joe threw down. So, yeah. Which that happened last week. So. Yeah.
1: The next match was Claudio Castagnoli versus Buddy Matthews. And as you would expect, this match was just all out the entire time. A great showing between these two guys. Very physical. Claudio gets the win. Mm-hmm. Goes to shake Buddy Matthews' hand. And well, he never actually stuck his hand out, but there's, they're facing off after the match, Buddy looks like he's about in tears and he, you can tell that they were going for a handshake spot. And then buddy just walks out, shoulder checks, yeah. Claudio on
0: his way out and Claudio celebrates winning the match. There was a, we want mommy chant <laughs> in the, uh, in the arena, which is not something you really want to see, but Hey, it happened. Uh, the the final match on Zero Hour was the downfall of this pay-per-view. This is now, where I'm it started to go down. I'm not saying the match is bad, right? No, the match was fine. But this set up the downfall of this pay-per-view. It was for the ROH World Tag Titles. MJF, he agreed to Samoa Joe's terms to come help him defend the titles. Samoa Joe gets a title shot at MJF versus the Guns. MJF and Samoa Joe win, which means they retain. Now, the way they retained was right near the end, Cole's music hits. Cole comes out on crutches, leg in a cast, walking boot casting, uh, which distracted one of the guns. It it distracted both of the guns. Yeah, one of them stayed on the ropes. The other one got put in the rear naked choke by Mm -hmm. Joe and tapped out. Yep. so that's how they win. At that point, Joe leaves. He shakes MJF's hand, you know, and walks out. And then the guns beat down MJF. They put a chair around his knee and jump off the top rope,
1: hit his knee with chair several right. times.
0: They, they wreck him and he gets he gets taken out, put in the back of an ambulance, and the whole time he's screaming at Adam Cole, don't let them take my title. Don't let them strip my title. Do whatever you can. Don't let it happen. And Cole yeah. says, I promise I, I won't. Okay. Pre-show ends there. Mm-hmm. We move on to actual full gear. First match. The father of professional wrestling, Christian Cage, with Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus versus Darby Allenstein and Copeland, Adam Copeland. Christian
1: Cage's faction is now called the Patriarchy.
0: Yeah. Um Edge comes out with face paint, mm-hmm. half face paint which looked really damn cool.
1: Yeah. And his his half face paint was on the opposite side of Darby's half. Yes.
0: Looked awesome. Their gear looked really cool. Just it was all black and white, mm-hmm. obviously.
1: Rick Flair came down to the ringside. He obviously didn't get the black and white memo. Yeah, he, he was wearing purple. Right,
0: purple suit. Mm. Um like I said, Flair gets involved a little bit, and, and it one of the things that really bothered me about this too was yeah, Flair got involved. Cool. Uh but he got involved in the ref's face. Mm-hmm who didn't immediately then disqualify Sting and company.
1: Sting and Co. I like so that. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, Flair did take a, 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 a shot to the yambags, mm-hmm. to, to quote Taz. Uh, so, like I said, he did take a bump, but it was one of those, like, uh, I think it was Christian Cage did it. Yeah, Christian hits did he, it. Hits him with the from behind, you know, yambag uppercut, and kind of held it, and then, Slowly help kind of lay Rick down to the ground. Yeah. Um, we do end up with the good guys winning here.
1: Yeah, they run. Uh, Christian runs yeah. off
0: scared. I loved this the the psychology of this match. Right. Adam Copeland and Christian never fought. Yeah. There were there were multiple attempts. They never mixed it up. Edge wants to
1: get his hands on Christian so bad he can taste it. Yep. And Christian is has no interest in letting Edge get his hands yes, on him
0: because at the end of this, you see, Edge is the legal man. Christian is the only person standing on his team.
1: Mm-hmm. Edge, Luchasaurus is the legal man on his yeah, team.
0: Yeah, Luchasaurus is the legal man, but Christian's the only one standing. Yeah, Edge goes to grab Christian. Christian takes off, hops the barricade, runs through the cr- crowd, and into the back. Uh, which leads to Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne taking, like, all the offense.
1: Well, no, Nick Wayne was laid out by this yeah, point. that's right. That's Luchasaurus right. Yeah, takes out. a spear, a scorpion death drop, and, and then a, a coffin, coffin drop, drop for, the win. for the win.
0: And they so. mentioned on, on commentary, thankfully, you know, Christian just running off, leaving his, his uh, partner, you know, the whole thing.
1: Which I really hope, I, I understand this is not going to fall apart quickly, Mm-hmm. But I really hope that as the patriarchy's feuds continue, that that is a recurring theme and you have Darby, you have other people just throwing the shots out there. Of, remember, yep. Christian doesn't care about you. Remember how he ran off and left you to get destroyed? Right. You know, just, just start picking at Luchasaurus, start picking at Nick Wayne, have Jungle Boy come back and be like, dude, what happened to you right? with, with Luchasaurus? Because Lucha was the champion.
0: And, and didn't and, touch and the belt. Never, never held the, the belt. Yeah, He lost it. Um, so
1: just have those constant shots, and then you have Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus and whoever else might join this group decimate Christian.
0: The Patriarchy did get a special entrance with a children's choir uh, singing the, the entrance theme, mm-hmm. which was... Creepy as all hell. Uh, at first, I thought they were calling out uh, Julia Hart with this because that would have made a whole lot of sense for her. Um, but, yeah, it, it it came up to this. There was also a really bad spot here where Luchasaurus sent Darby over the top rope and mm-hmm. he landed on his ribs on the corner of the ring. Uh, and all of us were just like, oh, God, that's broken ribs for sure. And Darby was just laying there on the ground for a while. Yeah,
1: I would not be surprised at all if Darby has broken ribs. Yeah,
0: that, that was a nasty spot.
1: Uh, moving into the next match, we have the AEW International uh, Championship match. Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. This match was brutal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, John Moxley was in the match, so there was blood.
0: Yeah, pretty much uh, immediately.
1: Uh, which... I feel takes away from a match later in the show, Mm -hmm. but it is what it happens. The psychology here is not as good. No, uh, they have booked themselves into a corner with Moxley where he is such a terminator
0: that he ate five or six over the course of the match. He ate six, uh, orange punches. Mm -hmm. He ate two, Stun, uh, stun dog millionaires, and he ate one dead, uh, not dead eye, uh, beach break, Mm -hmm. and every time he just immediately stood back up, yeah, like complete no sell on all of this until the very end, and he hit Cassidy hit him with five orange punches, and he still kicked out. Then he hit him with a sixth one, and the beach break to finally pin him. Yeah. Cool. Orange Cassidy beat John Moxley. Retains the title. Yes, all for it. But the fact that it took that many finishers to kill Mox. Yeah. And then you compare, look at all the other people that Cassidy has beaten. Yeah. How? Like it, the the like you said, the psychology of this match made no damn sense at all. Cool, glad Cassidy won. He's he's one of the saviors of AEW at the moment. But good lord, it, it did this did not do what Tony Khan thought it would. It, it is
1: continue. Tony Khan continues to prove my point, and we're gonna get more into this. He's going continues to prove my point. And somebody else said it before me, but I, I, you know, so I'm not trying to steal credit for this, but Tony Khan is a matchmaker. He is not a booker. He has no understanding of story structure or uh, how to craft a story. He is what would be a fun match to see, make it happen.
0: Tony Khan was me when I was seven years old playing with my WWF action figures and ring. And I was like, you know, The Undertaker, well, at seven, it wasn't The Undertaker, but you get my point. The Undertaker was my favorite wrestler. So The Undertaker is going to win every match. And And he's
1: going to take every finisher that the other person can throw at him, and he's going to stand back up. And
0: and this week, he's fighting Tatanka. (laughs) And next week, he's going to fight the Million Dollar Man. And next week, he's going to fight the Big Boss Man. And there was no sense at all mm-hmm. in what I was doing because I was a kid playing with action figures. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I didn't have the grasp of, okay, I have to build a story with my LJNs, right? No, and that's exactly what Tony's doing. A-
1: and and it, we're, we're going to talk more about kind of story and how story structures should go. When we get to a match later on the yes. card, because there's one story that is an absolute tragedy mm-hmm.
0: on the way this worked.
1: Yeah, and it should not have gone down this way.
0: We then get the AEW Women's Championship match. Uh Hiro Kushida versus Timeless Tony Storm. I loved this match. Tony played up her her new character perfectly. There was a spot where Luther gets up on the apron and he hands her two shoes, which mm-hmm. she puts in the back of her trunks.
1: Now, he hands her one, and then she, he puts the other one in yeah. the back of
0: her trunk. So, and she,
1: Lu, Luther is literally right. pulling
0: her, her trunks back and puts, and the, shoe puts the shoe in. Because then she turns around with the shoe up in her hand, and the ref immediately sees it, obviously, and he takes it from her and walks over to throw it away, and then she pulls the other one out and nails yeah. Sheeta with it. Um... They go back and forth a bit more. Then Tony ends up in the corner again. And Luther gives her or Lutha, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's Lutha now, it's yeah, not Luther. There's no
0: hard R on Luther. Um, and gives Tony a pan is really kind of what it looked like. Like <laughs> I, it, a little yeah. small frying pan. It looked pan like it was a
1: small frying pan.
0: That she put down the back of her trunks and it kind of started slipping. <laughs> Because she started, she was, you could see she was going for a hip attack on Sheeta. Sheeta was in the corner. And she took like three or four steps and then she stopped and she backed back up and she grabbed the back of her trunks and she like starts shifting it around. And then she hits Sheeta with the hip attack with the pan. Pin Sheeta, one, two, three. Your new AEW Women's Champion for the third time, Tony Storm. Loved it. Yeah. The only thing that, the only drawback that I have on this. Because of how far the pan had slid out the back of her trunks, it was super visible that it was there, and the ref was right there. Yeah, poor, poor Aubrey. Like you could
1: tell, she she saw it, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm not supposed to I'm not see supposed this. To see this. I'm not supposed." But you know, so this is one of those times where I I can forgive the ref because this is not we're cheating here blatantly. This is, we had this idea. It was going to be really cool. It's not working that way. And so I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. It's not a, I obviously saw them hit them with the, you know,
0: it did have one of my favorite Taz lines of the night though. Uh, that thing is still sticking, sticking out the back of her britches. Yeah. So, you know, um,
1: I love this commentary team of, uh, has Nigel yes. and uh, Excalibur the three of them all firing on the same cylinders, just perfect together. Keep Tony Siobhan, off of the the announce desk,
0: and just give it to give it to those three. Something we missed too. Before the Cassidy Moxley match, Tony uh, Siobhan, made a comment that MJF had been taken, of course, to a local medical facility and will be unable to compete tonight. So there will be an announcement. Mm-hmm. And I think it was between these matches here. It was either between Moxley and the women's match or the women's match and the ladder match, I think. Yeah. Where uh, Tony is out on the ramp. Tony Siobhan. Tony Siobhan with Bryce Rinsberg, Bryce Rimsburg. And he says, no, it was before. It was before because it was during that same announcement. Um, Since MJF, he called out Jay White. Jay White's music hits. No, it wasn't
1: Jay White's music. It was the gun's music that hit. And Jay White
0: called him on it. Yeah, that's right. Because Jay White comes out and they said, you know, since MJF is unable to compete... MJF is being forced to forfeit the title, which, what? Never heard that before, but okay. Which means your new AEW world champion Mm -hmm. is Jay and then Adam Cole's music hits.
1: It's all about the boom.
0: Cole walks out. On crutches. Hobbles. Hobbles out and says, absolutely not. It's not going to go like this. I'll fight him. I'll take Max's place. I'll fight him. And, of course, everybody's like, what the hell, you know, this segment ends. Then after the Storm Sheeta match is when they make the mention that Tony Khan has approved it. So your main event tonight is going to be...
1: Well, and Adam had said, I've already spoke
0: to Tony. Yeah, but then they announced it again, which I thought was weird. But Again,
1: Tony Khan does not understand story structure. So your
0: main event is going to be Adam Cole versus Jay White the AEW world title. Uh, so, here we go. Now, Brady, me, and Michael were up here watching it. Uh, Brady from Travelers, his comment was, so what about these people that paid money to see MJF versus Jay White? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be pissed if all of a sudden I get this. Because, you know, because Cole just had surgery. Yeah. He's not medically clear to actually wrestle. Or to take a bump at all to take a bump at all so you know there's going to be some kind of shenanigans here when rick flair can take more of a bump than you <laughs> so we moved to that later yeah we had the ladder match for the aw world uh tag team which was lfi so you got roosh and Dracolistico or dracalistico or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is oh the former Sin Cara versus uh ricky stark's big bill versus ftr versus uh, the Knights of the Black Throne, Malachi and Brody King. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. This match was a a brutal ladder match, as it should be, especially with people like Brody King and Big Bill in here. We got to see several uh, big meaty men slapping meat moments.
1: How does William Morrissey, because I I refuse to call him Big Bill, Uh, how does W. Morrissey... Make Brody King look like a normal-sized person. Right? <laughs> like, just... We this got, match was great.
0: We got to see some instances of uh, big men throwing around smaller men, which is always a, a good look. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, the match was really good. Ricky Starks and uh, W. Morrissey, Big Bill, went end up winning. So, yeah, they kept the belts. That's fine. They just got them. Yeah. It, you know, in this, there were some
1: great spots in this match. There was one spot that I find hilarious was um, uh, Brody King hits somebody with like a a, a slam onto a it, ladder. It was
0: Drillistico. He okay. hits a gonzo bomb yeah. on the ladder that was stretched out between the announce table and yeah, uh, the ring. The ladder
1: breaks. Mm-hmm. You immediately have Cash Wheeler... And uh, the guy that helps uh, Roosh and and whatever his name is grabbing the same ladder that is now broken
0: and putting it back together and
1: putting it up back up where it was, which why are those two teaming together to do that? But obviously the ladder wasn't supposed to fall the way it did. It literally you saw it break at Brody's impact. And
0: then you ended up with Brody laying on it and taking a flying body splash yeah. from Cash through the ladder, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, the match was really good. It it, it served its purpose very well. Um, yeah, good match. Yeah, great match. Uh, great match. Yeah, no notes on this one. Yeah. We moved on to the TBS championship match, which was Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue versus Julia Hart. Uh, Sky Blue won a match on Dynamite to be the third person in this match. Julia comes out. Sky Blue comes out. Chris Statler comes out in uh, Globo Gym from Dodgeball mm-hmm. gear. So she's just working her way through Ben Stiller movies. Yeah. Uh,
1: Sky Blue came out in new gear. New gear, new music. Uh, she took off her her cap. Threw it on the ground and stomped on it she, before putting a crown on her. She's head. no
0: longer Cora Jade because uh, that was the. There, there's been a lot of internet rumoring or internet, uh, not rumoring, but internet discussion. I mean, around uh, the fact uh, that they were the same person <laughs> type thing. I, Sky Blue's new gear mm-hmm. looks killer. Looks great. She looked
1: great out there. She looked like a star, you know, not like a up and comer. She looked like she had arrived.
0: So we watched uh dynamite of course, Wednesday night and she, she beat sky blue, beat red velvet to get into mm-hmm. this match. And, you know, we were watching the match and we we're just like, good Lord, this match is awful. Like nothing was timing, right? Multiple, multiple moves got botched yeah. and messed up. Then we get to this match. And as much as, I would say as much as I hate to say it, but I don't. That was Red Velvet's fault mm-hmm. on Wednesday night.
1: Whether it's Ring Rust, Ring Rust or just guess. not skill, uh, as skilled as she needs to be
0: to—I think it's at a the mix level she's both. at. But. Um, Ring Rust is a huge part of it. But also, let's think, Red Velvet, take Red Velvet back all the way right. She comes in with Brandy. Mm-hmm. After Cody and Brandy walked away, Red Velvet really hasn't gotten in a lot of reps. I blame the lack of dy- of Dark and Elevation. Oh, yeah. They never should have got rid of Dark and Elevation. Those, ma- those shows never should have gone away. They had to. Warner Brothers forced them to. But they never should have. Yeah. Um,
1: so. It, this goes, <sighs> you know, I think we've talked about it previously, but. AEW needs their own version of the performance center.
0: Exactly.
1: They, and, and Tony needs to bring in, maybe not his top stars, the bucks and Kenny and these guys that have been wrestling for 20 years. They maybe don't need to be there full time, but a lot of this younger talent, Mm -hmm. they need to spend the week between shows at a performance center, getting in reps You've got guys like Dustin. You've got, yeah. you know these you've got guys. People
0: that are aren't on TV very often. Yeah. that could be doing this.
1: Uh, that, that could be running that and and putting them through. Like you've got Dustin Rhodes, who has forgotten more about professional wrestling than anybody in AEW is ever going to know.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, except maybe Sting, right? Well, you
1: know, Sting and Flair, those kind of guys. But yeah, you know, Dustin has been doing this. At an extremely high level for almost 30 years.
0: Exactly. Uh, And
1: before that, he was up and coming. He grew up. His dad is dusty. So he grew up
0: in the business.
1: Utilize him to teach and to train these women and and these men. Mm -hmm. Have them putting in reps just over and over and over again. Building their bodies. And getting them to a point where AEW is actively competing with WWE at a level that is just yeah. ridiculously high. Because right now, AEW's got the spots. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But that's all they have is spots. Yeah.
0: The good matches in AEW are better than the good matches in WWE. Mm-hmm. The bad matches in AEW are way worse than the bad matches in WWE. Yeah. That's the way I see it. So, anyway, with this match, Chris Statlander looks strong as hell. Throughout this whole thing, it is very apparent at, at how much of a, a big lady she is. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when she's in the ring with Julia Hart and Sky Blue. For the most part, Statlander dominated almost the whole match. Um, there were moments that the other two got offense for sure, right? But mm-hmm. Statlander was way ahead. She hits Sky Blue with the Saturday Night Fever. Julia Hart comes running in. Knocks uh, Statlander off of Sky Blue and pins her for the three. So your new TBS champion is Julia Hart. She rolls out of the ring and she's going up the ramp. Uh, you know the 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 uh, Tron and all is saying, you know the the house always wins. And my response to that was the house was one and two last <laughs> night. Uh, Buddy Murphy lost. The Kings of the Black Throne lost. Mm. Julia Hart's the only one that won. Yeah. The house doesn't always win.
1: (laughs) The next match should have been match of the night and should have been a match of the year contender. Mm -hmm. This is the Texas death battle.
0: Well, before this match, Tony makes Uh, his big announcement. Yeah. So he's been putting out on Twitter that AEW has an amazing signing, one of the best in the world, all this kind of stuff. And there's been rumors all over the place of who it was. Ronda, Ziggler, which his no compete's not up yet. Uh, Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. which his name was called, you know, there, there were a lot of rumors. It ends up being Will Ospreay. Yep. Who comes out to the ring, signs his contract, and then says, But don't expect to see me anytime. At least this is what <laughs> I think he said, right? Don't expect to see me anytime soon. I've been wrestling with New Japan since I was 22, I'm now 30. I have obligations that I have to finish taking care of, bruv. So, well, at least that's what we think he said. It's something along those <laughs> lines, you know. I, I we were talking about. I feel bad, you know. They used to put uh, subtitles under Andrade when he was speaking English. Mm-hmm. They should do the same to Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's basically him saying up. He, he has to finish up with New Japan. Uh, but once it is, he's here and he's ready to uh, fight the best that AEW has. He basically
1: he implied Revolution is going to be his first yep. show, whether it's his first show or his first pay per view with them. Now he's of course he's, he's previously wrestled right. with I was AEW. About to say
0: this, Will Ospreay was not was a big get. It was not a big announcement. Yeah, a- the man has been involved with AEW due to their their relationship with New Japan for a year. The
1: secrecy in this was unnecessary.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and Brady said the same thing. Will Osprey deserves the fanfare. He does. He does. Absolutely. The secrecy was unnecessary. Yeah. It added nothing to the signing, nothing to the show, nothing to AEW.
0: Hmm. They could have announced during the week that on Saturday, you know, The uh, aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, will be signing with AEW. Yeah. And then they could have still done this segment. The exact same way. It would have had the same impact, Mm -hmm. but there wouldn't have been any disappointment with the people that maybe wanted to see it be Ronda, for whatever reason, or maybe wanted to see it to be somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about this match of the year contender that... uh, Never was completely shit the bed. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: You have Swerve come out. He's got dancers Mm -hmm. that are coming and they, they all do the, uh, the Prince Nana dance for a second. Mm -hmm. And then the dancers are like, no, we're not doing that. And they actually dance. Yes. Um, so he comes out he walks to the ring, he gets in the ring and then out of nowhere, like as soon as he takes his coat off out of nowhere, there's Hangman. Yep. Hangman takes him down, throws a couple punches back, you know, gets out of the ring, hits him with the buckshot lariat.
0: Yeah, like within the first
1: minute. Minute. two, You know, at most two minutes. And, And we're sitting here watching this, and the words that came out of my mouth is, I'm okay if Swerve doesn't get any offense in this match. Right. Because to remind you of the build to this match, it involved Swerve. Going into Hangman's house and standing over Hangman's child's crib mm-hmm. and talking to his child now I yeah. can tell you there was nobody sure. there. No, no. You know, like I I understand but the story is he was in Hangman's house with Hangman's wife and child you know,
0: class A felony.
1: Yes. And that he was standing over Hangman's child and left a note or a picture or something in there. He left a picture.
0: Um, Because after the lariat, Hangman rolls out, goes under the ring, grabs a staple gun, mm -hmm. and attacks Swerve with his staple gun like five or six times, and then staples the picture to Swerve's face. Swerve, he he stapled Swerve... uh, on each peck, on, on, on the arm, on each arm, on the back, on the back, on his forehead. Yep, and then in each in cheek, cheek, and one of the ones on the cheek had the kid's picture. You
1: tried was. to do it with both of them. I think he was yeah. only supposed to do one on the cheek, and it didn't like the
0: paper fell or something, and so he just went to the other side. Like this was brutal. Swerve finally gets back on his feet with a low blow. Mm-hmm. Then Swerve picks up the staple gun. And starts staple gunning himself. Yeah. At one point, Swerve is pouring blood. Hangman, and he's kind of on his hands and knees. Hangman rolls under him so that his face, so he's looking up into Swerve's face. Reaches up, grabs his hair, and pulls back because Swerve's cut mm. on the hairline. And Hangman opens his mouth as the blood pours into his mouth. Yes. Like, very gross. Very gross. Ew. Right? Right? This match was brutal as hell. It is one of the most brutal death matches I've seen. Definitely in AEW. Mm-hmm. And pretty, I would say it was pretty up on the list with, like, ones that would come out of, like, GCW or CZW yeah. as well, right? It, it was brutal. For the first, what, seven-eighths of the match, there is no outside interference. No. At all. Nana's down there, but he doesn't get involved. The The only
1: interference that Nana does is he kind of pulls, he uh, pulls Swerve, Swerve out of a couple a, times. Yeah. To and that, you know so what? stop a pin. You sure. Know, or not stop a pin because there was no up. pinfall. Yeah, to, to get him up. Because it was, was a what? death match. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, it, it works. I'm even fine with what ends up happening with yeah. Brian Cage coming we down. We move to
0: the end. Brian Cage comes running down. Uh, uh, Swerve is on his last legs. Swerve yeah. is at like eight. Cage comes running down, attacks Hangman while swerve, which causes the ref to stop counting. And you can't be here, but you can because it's no DQ. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So I, Cage I, attacks Hangman.
1: I, I said last night, and this is why I said it. The ref looks at him and then shakes his hand, kind of shrugs, and it's like. Mm-hmm. And I said at that moment, when I saw that action from the ref, yeah, I, that is when I started saying, the ref just needs to leave. Yeah, Just walk away. And you pinpoint the ridiculousness of the fact that Swerve cannot get the job done. Right. And the ref walking out just highlights that of,
0: the ref's not going to call the winner
1: for this match because Swerve can't do it.
0: devil's advocate side of that, though, it is a no-DQ match. It is a submission or can't answer the 10 count, right? So they got to keep going. Cage attacks Hangman. Hangman gets the upper hand. Wraps barbed wire around Cage's neck and hits him with a buckshot lariat. Yeah. Hangman's outside the ring after this. He has overcome the interference. He he hits
1: Cage with the buckshot. He hits Nada with a does, dead eye.
0: He does a dead eye through the table. Through a table
1: on the outside of
0: the... Th- for Nana.
1: And he, then as he's getting up from that, here comes Swerve with a cinder block. Cinder block. That we had seen previously. Yeah. It's surprisingly, the cinder block didn't break earlier. Because it's not a true cinder right. block. It, it Guys, this is plaster. Yeah. Or, or something that's going to crumble easily. And nails Hangman on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, back of the neck. And the in the, the back. Nails him. Cinder block just explodes into yep. dust. Then. Rat- Hangman gets up. Hangman gets up. Hangman and- gets up. Swerve wraps chain around his neck. Yep. Throws the chain over the ropes and chokes him out.
0: Chokes him out. Right.
1: How does, in your booking, how do you book a story where a man stands over another man's child in his own crib, Mm -hmm. or her own crib, Yep. and the father doesn't win the resulting fight? Mm -hmm. How do you do that?
0: You know, so we're, I'm looking at the Bleacher, Bleacher Report rundown a little bit, too, and it's a, there's a, a bullet point here that says, having Cage and Nana directly factor into the finish protected Paige from being viewed as an outright loser for the second show in a row. I disagree. Yeah. No, it didn't. Because Hangman overcame mm. Cage and Nana's interference. Yep. He got to his feet after that.
1: If if he had not hit Nada with... A uh with the deadeye
0: uh-huh.
1: and that had been when the the cinder block was hidden over him. Yeah. Then I could agree with that.
0: I could agree with this if I would agree with this if, if while hangman was taking care of cage, he wraps the barbed wire around Cage's neck, Cage is in the ring, Hangman is on the rope, ready for the buckshot, and that's when Swerve hits him with the cinder block while Hangman's not even paying attention to Swerve. He's paying mm-hmm. attention to the guy he's about to knock out. You know what? Absolutely. Yeah. 100% on board with that. And as much as I wouldn't necessarily like that ending, it would have been okay. It yeah. would not have ruined the match for me. Instead, we get this where, you know, and and you can't be, oh, the good guy can't win them all. You're right. The good guy can't win them all. But the good guy should win the match when it's, Dude broke into my house and was messing with my child. Hangman should have won. Hangman should have come out to the ring with a a a, a, a shiv. Yeah. Like, and, like as soon as he got in the ring, he should have shanked Swerve a few times and then been like, all right, I win. And that's why
1: Hang- Swerve shouldn't have gotten any offense in. It, it should have been what we saw at the very beginning of the match before Swerve got back yeah. on his feet. They it should been have been Hangman's been. anger. And Hangman, what yeah. they should have done is they should have had Hangman take it too far. Yeah. Obviously, you can't, you can't shiv, shift somebody, right? But, but yeah. He should have taken it too far. Referee stoppage mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like to this, protect Swerve. This could and, have been exactly that. It could have been hangman. Hangman pulls out the cinder block and is standing over Swerve. Swerve is out cold. Mm-hmm. Like he has been, he is covered in blood. He is out. And Hangman is standing over it, about to murder this dude with a cinder block to the face. Yeah. And the referee has, has to get involved and say, no more. Yeah. Right? Like, no more. Because Nana throws the towel in something. Because right? Hangman's not even letting the ref count to 10. Like, he keeps interfering with that 10 count because he is so furious. And so, I am going to murder this dude. That the ref finally has to make that executive decision, saying he would have been down for ten if you wouldn't have kept messing with yeah. him. You could have swerve win there,
1: right? You can even you could even have to just to make it work within the rules of the match. Mm-hmm. He's standing over with the cinder block. He's getting ready to throw it, and Nana throws it in the towel.
0: Yeah, because there was quits. two.
1: There was two. There right. was submission
0: or ten count. Yeah. and Nana basically Nana says Swerve quits. Right. Yeah. Then you can continue telling the story because Swerve is kind of a, he's not a coward heel, but he is that chicken shit, right? Yeah. You can have him saying, you know, I didn't quit. He beats up Nana or he does something to Nana for he, how he, dare Don't you, you ever do that don't again. Don't you ever do that again. You know, that kind of thing. You continue that story along and it makes sense in the, the story structure. Hangman losing like this doesn't do anything for the story. I'm sorry. No. It doesn't. It, it makes him look weak. It makes
1: him look ineffectual.
0: It makes him look ineffectual. Exactly. And it, it, it's bad. It, it is just it makes, bad storytelling. It makes Swerve right. hmm And it just doesn't work for the story. I'm sorry. Yeah. This would have been a probably the best match I've seen in a long time. And the ending completely ruined it for me. Yeah. It, it took me
1: completely out of the match.
0: So then we have our And actually,
1: to be honest with you, it took me completely out of the pay per view.
0: So from that point on, this pay per view just went downhill, if you ask me. Yeah. There's only two matches There's left. Two matches left. The piss break match to get over that included the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. I want y'all to let that sink in. Yeah. The hey man, I gotta go get a coat, use the bathroom, and get some nachos, included these four men. This match was good. Mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the match. the uh, the The stipulation, the stakes on this match, were the Young Bucks had won an opportunity for the tag titles. Uh, what last week, week before last, um, they put them on the line that 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 number one contendership on the mm-hmm. line versus Kenny and, and Jericho. If they lost, they could not team up ever again. I don't get this story. I don't understand where it's coming from. It makes again like, no sense.
1: Again, Tony Khan is a matchmaker, not a booker, and has zero understanding of story structure.
0: Kitty and Jericho win, mm-hmm. so they get the they get the the future title shot. Uh, the Bucks throw a, a hissy fit, temper tantrum on the or the ringside and leave. I read something this morning that they're planning on taking a little bit of time off, and then when they come back, they will be coming back full heel, which. I mean, that was their heel sure, turn there. Fine. Whatever, right? Hey, I, the, the
1: Bucks are one of those that they shouldn't be heel or face. Yeah. At I, this I, point, they should just be the
0: Bucks. I did not care about this match. Uh, I didn't care about the build for it. I didn't care about the match at all. Yeah. Um it was an effective piss break match because I think we kind of watched a little bit of it, I but mean, mostly we just structure-wise,
1: match-wise, there was nothing bad about the match. It was a good match. Yep. The problem is, is it's coming off what was an excellent match until the very end, mm-hmm. and nobody gave it. Okay. Nobody cared. Nobody cared.
0: So now we move on to the main event. AEW World Championship match of Adam Cole versus Switchblade Jay White. Cole's music hits. Cole comes out in a t shirt, shorts, mm-hmm. his ankles still in the cast, on crutches, hobbles to the ring, hops up on the ring apron, you know, sits up on the ring apron, does his, you know, his point to the back, boom, that way, rolls under the bottom rope, uses the ropes to stand up, and is leaned up in the corner. Jay White comes out. And they're about to ring the bell, about to get ready. Jay White comes
1: out with the guns. Yeah. And they they all kind they, of make jokes about it and yeah. Cole and, and hobbling to the ring. And sure, it's fine. As you were saying.
0: About to get ring the bell when you hear an ambulance siren. Mm-hmm. So, cuts backstage. Here comes MJF driving the ambulance. He fumbles with the door, trying to get it open. Gets it open. Comes out to the ring. Tells Cole, I got this. You know, I, I'm making it. His leg is all wrapped up. We discussed it here. We're like, great. So now we're gonna get to see the match we wanted. We're gonna get to mm-hmm. see MJF versus Jay White, with MJF starting the match off completely hurt. MJF doesn't need to be any more of a baby uh, of an underdog baby face here. He's already the underdog baby face because it's technically three on one. <sighs> you know, at, at this point, like everything
1: that happened in this match from from this point forward could have been done without sending him to the hospital. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, local medical facility. Right. Um. It could have been they beat him down. You have a spot in the back with the trainer saying, dude, you're not gonna wrestle. You can't you can't wrestle. And everything could have been done with MJF still there and MJF saying, No, if I'm losing this, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna lose it as a man. You know, and like I know that that sounds sexist and weird to say it, but you you have him say if I I'm going to lose this myself.
0: Yep.
1: You don't need Adam Cole, who we know had surgery,
0: who can't take bumps. Yeah, he's he not can't medically cleared.
1: Like you can still have him come out like he did in the tag match. Mm-hmm. You can still have him come out ringside like he yep. is here. You don't need any of this
0: other bullshit. This match that was, was there and plagued in- by stupidity. The uh, at one point MJF is gonna put it clears off the announce table because he's gonna put. Well, J- before
1: we get to that, okay. The guns interfere oh, yeah. throughout the first part of the match.
0: Yeah, and then they finally get thrown. They out. They get caught
1: and thrown out. Then we get which, into which I mean
0: AEW is already established. Getting thrown out from ringside doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, we can take so we can take that logic away. We can take the logic away of MJF. Why didn't MJF just roll out of the ring? take a 10 count.
1: Yeah. Grab one
0: of Cole's crutches and nail Jay White with the crutch. So, there there were a whole bunch of ways that MJF, who is a face, but remember, kids, he is a scumbag. That is his thing. He still does the finger poke to the eye. He still does heel stuff. This would have been a perfect baby face doing heel move to outsmart Jay White. And and we
1: we finally get an explanation as to why Jay White was going to be awarded the championship. Because as they're setting up for the match and cleaning up all of the blood and stuff, when I say cleaning up the blood... Good Lord.
0: Yeah. There was
1: literal puddles of blood on the floor and on the mat. Mm -hmm. So, but here, here we go. And you've got Nigel who mentions... That Jay White has an ironclad contract. If he does not get a title shot Mm -hmm. at full gear, then he gets the title. So, if they had mentioned that at the beginning of the show, that explains why they were going to award it. Yeah, that would have made sense. It would have made sense, which, sure, never in the history of ever has that been a uh, stipulation... But sure, whatever, I can buy that.
0: You tell that as the stipulation of, look at how smart Jay White is. He gets it put in the contract, and then that leaves them carte blanche to beat the holy hell out of MJF earlier in the the night. Because if he doesn't, Eh? I win anyway. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? That's smart heel work, right? Yeah. But I need to know that as the viewer. Otherwise, it just looks slapdash. Okay,
1: and I almost feel like Nigel saying that was a response to everybody online being yeah, like, like, "What the hell? Why would he get awarded this?" I, I feel yeah. like Tony saw that and was like, "Oh, we
0: got to, oh, something. we got
1: to explain this somehow because they're right. This is dumb, and it was never been a thing."
0: MJF goes to the outside, cleans off the announce table. It's wobbling. It is wobbling. He go. He puts goes to put Jay White on it, and as soon as Jay White bumps the table, the table collapses. MJF still climbs up to the top rope and does a fine the, the elbow drop from the top rope to the outside of the ring but his knee is hurt remember mm-hmm. He does a tombstone you know a move that is famous for protecting the knees of the person yeah. doing it Yeah He does a ton of moves that are directly involving his knees now he did do two really cool moves he does he does a bulldog through the middle rope uh, to the outside on Jay White which was cool as hell looking mm-hmm. And he also did something I thought was neat. Jay White went to do an up and over in the corner. You know, and they they whip him in and they grab the top rope and they kind of kick up so that they can go over their back. MJF, instead of being the idiot and running into the corner, stops and then as White lifts up, he just kicks him in the face. I thought that was great. Yeah. We get to a point where White is leaned up against a rope. He's been beat up a bit. Cole is standing right there. The referee's not paying attention. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but, you know, I, I did go to medical school a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, when you break your ankle, your whole body takes on the attributes of a 98-year-old cancer patient. Oh. Like,
1: I know a lot of people no, didn't realize no, that. No, I, I, I was not aware, because, you know, I have sprained my ankle several times. It, uh, other than being a little unsteady on my feet, and yeah. not really
0: wanting to stand up but and walk. your arm still worked and yeah, everything, your yeah, brain still, fine. you yeah, can still every, think? Yeah, everything was good. No, see, that's the problem. You only sprained your ankle. You uh, didn't break it. I didn't break it. Okay, okay. Cole grabs his ROH title like he's going to hit uh, Jay White in the head with it. He goes to hit him, and Jay White just reaches over and grabs the belt. Like, literally, this was like a two-year-old trying to fight a 38-year-old bodybuilder at this point. White just takes the belt away from him, cracks MJF with it. MJF kicks out. Yeah. Match continues. Then we have Adam Cole, another another spot here. He takes the diamond ring out of his pocket and he looks at Max who is across the ring with Jay White. He yells at Max, he shows him the ring and then lays it on the ring apron. Which Jay White immediately gets over there because he doesn't have a bum knee mm-hmm. and he puts the ring on. It does lead to kind of a cool spot where Jay white turns around to hit max with it. Max kicks him, you know, gives him a, a dick kick city, mm-hmm. takes the ring off of him. The, the ref, ref gets, gets bumped, bumped at some
1: point. Somehow. I don't even remember exactly how here come
0: the guns back out. Sure. They get ring to the face, ring to the face. Then white gets ring to the face. Rolls up for the pin, one, two, three, MJF retains. So, there are three bullet points on this on Bleacher Report, and I, I agree with them almost 1,000%. Here they are. The lack of logic surrounding the booking of this feud throughout the course of this show has been mind-blowing. 100% agree. Cole's presence at ringside is hanging over this one like a dark cloud. 100% agree. hmm why is MJF jumping off the top rope with an elbow drop to the floor on White when he's nursing a knee injury? It's par for the course as far as making sense, but still an absurd addition to this ridiculously overbooked match. Hard agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All of that. I, sure, Cole, at Colby and at ringside doesn't bother me at all. It, it keeps Cole on television, you yeah. know. It, but you could tell. Cole didn't know he was going to be there until this morning or right. yesterday morning, maybe Friday evening. Yeah, right. Because he wasn't, he didn't have a chance to shave. He he, he was, you know,
0: it, it, it just,
1: none of this worked. None of it, it
0: worked. It was horrendous booking of white an unnecessarily complicated show long storyline, an illogical booking decision to allow Cole into the mix in the first place, and an inconsistent selling from a student of the game that is usually way better with stuff like that. On a positive note, the crowd was hot so there's that. Too much of that schlock booking though will eventually turn them on it.
1: Thank you Bleacher Report
0: Couldn't for putting more. it
1: in so putting it so succinctly
0: could not agree more. It, um, it, it made Jay it, White look weak. It made MJ, it made Jay White look terrible here. Again, this is one of those, we've, we've the running theme of this, of this episode has been Tony Khan booking moments and not matches, or booking moments and not stories, right? Mm-hmm. This was terrible. It could have been awesome. They could have done something here to make this work. Having Nigel's line about the ironclad contract at the beginning would have done a lot of work. Yeah. You know, having a comment about the fact that since the guns did what they did at the beginning of the show, they are banned from the arena. Mm -hmm. They have to pack up and leave. They cannot be part of
1: it. Even if you want to have the guns there... If the guns interfere in the match, regardless of whether or not the ref sees it, yeah, Jay White loses his title opportunity. Yeah.
0: We're going to we're going to announce a special outside ref enforcer and have it be Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. Have it be somebody.
1: It, Samoa Joe makes perfect sense because the reason that Joe teamed up with Max was to get a, title shot. To get a title shot. So he's going to protect that deal was Max. with Max.
0: Mm -hmm. Not with AEW, not with any of that. It was with Max. So So having Joe Joe act as a enforcer.
1: Yeah. And you have Joe just utterly destroy the guns. Have Have the acclaimed come out because they've been wanting to be Max's
0: friend. Have Joe come out, break out a a folding chair at the end of the ramp, sit down across his arms and look up the ramp. Mm -hmm. You know? You have the Acclaim come out, and the Acclaim come out, and Joe stands up and just you know, puts up his hand and shakes his head. And they kind of think for a minute, and they leave. Then you have the guns think, okay, well, while he's dealing with them, we'll just sneak in from the crowd. And as they come around, you hear Mac, you know, casters yelling at Joe, turn around and look. And Joe actually does, sees the the guns and goes over and just annihilates them. Yeah. You know, you could, of, there was so much story that could be told here if you want this mass overbooking that overbooks the outside of the ring but not the inside of the ring. Yeah, You could, you could then have that be the opportunity. Cole is just in the audience, and he shouts at, at Max at that point. Max shows him the ring and throws it at him. If you want Jay White to have it, Jay White intercepts the catch. He just grabs yeah. it out of the air and, ha, 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 look at what I got, you know. There's a lot of cool things you could have done there. And they chose the worst possible way to do all of it. Yeah. All
1: right. <sighs>
0: I'm mad all over again. Yeah,
1: right? Like, Tony Kant wants to give us a
0: stroke. <laughs> exactly. I, I think he's got it out for us. We've, we've uh, called him out enough times on different things. He's like, I've got to get those two guys in southern <laughs> Mississippi. They're dead. Their families are dead. <laughs>
1: All right, let's move to WWE. We got Survivor Series coming up this uh, Friday or or this Saturday. Saturday. Um, So, of course, we have the first time on Survivor Series. We're going to have wall games.
0: Yeah, which I'm sad William Regal didn't get to say it, but because of his deal, he can't be on TV. For another month or two. Yeah, Um, but Pierce did a good job.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'm excited that we're actually going to see war games. I love a traditional Survivor Series match, but they're kind of played out. Mm-hmm. So transitioning to war games for a couple of years, yeah, fine with me. Is is fine with me. And plus, war games are just—they're always a fun match to watch. Whether it's war games, whether it's blood and guts,
0: yeah, that that two ca- that, that two ring one cage,
1: yeah, it it is always a fun match to watch. The men's, we have Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and J.D. McDonough.
0: Except that's not right because Drew was added to that. Yep. Uh, So the good guys are going to have to add somebody.
1: Yeah, so the good guys are going to have to add somebody. There's a lot of people who are... uh, Let's see. Ah, This is an old, old article on that, but we'll we'll continue. Yeah, the good guys are going to have to add somebody. It's going to be Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh the the rumors are either Randy Orton or CM Punk. And every rumor I have seen mm-hmm. from reputable and, and and you know, I yeah. use that word very loosely when it comes to professional wrestling journalism, but WWE has no interest in CM Punk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this and, is going to be either Orton are if they can't get Orton, it'll be KO. Yeah. Uh, But if Orton's good, it's this is going to be when he returns. Yeah. I I would imagine.
1: We are going to know Friday night. Yeah. If we don't know Friday night, then I will lend some credence to it being CM Punk. I won't. No, because it's in Chicago. Yeah. And if they don't announce it as somebody else before... The Chicago crowd will 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 riot riot. because they will be like, well, they didn't announce it. It's punk. Mm -hmm. So if we don't know Friday, we'll know Friday. One way or the other, we're going to know Friday because if they don't announce it, it's punk. If they announce Orton or KO or somebody else, then we know it's not
0: punk. I can see that, but God, I hope you're wrong.
1: Well, me too. It's got to be Orton or KO. Yeah. Either one of them I'm fine with. Uh, I hope Orton is okay to go because I know he's his lower back is screwed up, mm-hmm. and you know so I hope that Orton's right. good to go. The women we have Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, uh, which is Asuka, Bailey, Kyrie, Sane, and Io Sky.
0: I think I see the faces winning there. Due to a miscommunication between Bailey and e- Bailey and Kyrie, yeah, uh, and it it splits damage control.
1: Well, everybody expects Bailey to get kicked out of damage control, exactly, uh, which works, and then you can build to a uh, Bailey face turn because
0: mm-hmm. she's been healed for a long time. She can go back face.
1: She could go back face if WWE can re-sign Sasha. Which as Vince I don't know if I see that happening. I, I don't know, but with Vince being forced out, maybe. Yeah. Um, and if Sasha comes back, and especially if they're able to get her back before Mania, mm-hmm. you could lead to a damage control versus four horsewomen. Yeah. Uh you're three fourths of the way there. Or two you you're halfway there right now. Splitting Bailey out from damage control gets you three fourths of the way there. Bringing Mercedes back in as Sasha gets you all the way there. Yep. Uh, and we know that Triple H and Sasha have a good relationship. Yeah. So could be. Um. All right, Women's World Championship: Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. Rhea. Rhea. <laughs> yeah. Raya. We didn't pick a winner on the men's war games.
0: Um it's gonna be the good guys because you want that you want that I think you want that go home happy. Yeah. Uh it probably should be judgment day, but I think it depends Cody's on not losing. I Cody's think it team depends.
1: I think it depends on where in the match or where in the card they put that match. Yeah. If main it's event, good guy. Main event, win. good guy. If it's earlier, then it can go either way for me and I'd be okay.
0: I feel you on that one.
1: Intercontinental Championship: Gunther versus The Miz.
0: Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> yeah, that's not even uh Yeah, Gunther wins that one. Uh,
1: Carlito versus Santos Escobar. Carlito. Really? I think so. I'm gonna go Santos because they're building him.
0: They are, and, and I get that right. He Santos, I think Santos is the correct call, but. I feel like Carlito wins this one. Yeah. Um,
1: Solo Sokoa versus LA Knight.
0: <sighs> LA Knight should win. Solo will win due to interference. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And. Reigns isn't on the show. Yeah.
1: Reigns isn't on the show. I think what in the rumor that we're not seeing we Reigns for the rest him of the year. Rumble. Yeah,
0: which the, the comments I have seen made, which I a thousand percent agree with. Um what good is his twelve hundred plus day reign if he never defends? I saw something the other day. Roman Reigns has had eleven matches this year. Yeah. Eleven.
1: <laughs> that equals to one a month.
0: It is the end of November and he has had 11 matches. Mm -hmm. Which, look, old school WWE back in the 80s. Hogan defended the title four times a year. Maybe five. I get it. But that's when they had five pay-per-views or four pay-per-views. That was it. Yeah. They had one hour of programming a a week, you know. But
1: even if he wasn't Defending his title, he showed up he showed and up. cut a promo.
0: Even if it was a pre-record or something like that, we haven't seen. it. Yeah, I I don't like it. I and and it makes me just not care. Like I do not care about any of WWE's titles at the moment. No, none of them. Yeah, uh, Gunther has had his belt for a long time. He's breaking Honky Tonk's record before. I think he may have already broken and,
1: it, and that's fine. I'm okay. Fine, I, like I'm okay because Gunther has defended his title on a regular he has basis. Defended
0: his title on a regular basis. It's
1: time that he gets some actual competition, and he almost loses, or he loses. And I have no faith that the Miz is going to be the person no. to beat Gunther.
0: I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like hot shot, you know, hot potato title reigns. I don't like those. Mm-hmm. But I also really just don't care about the, I, I don't care about the belts in the sense of what's going to happen on this show. None of the belts are changing hands. No. So why bother? Yeah. Nothing's changing this close to rumble season. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. Um,
1: And with all of that being said, and on that depressing note, I think we're going to just, Call it a day and we're gonna yeah. go take our blood pressure medicine right? and uh try to live for another week. Yep. Uh big thank you, shout out thank you to here to McNarb Gaming and Goshe, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Come check them out. They got a lot of great things going on. They've got some mystery boxes going on. So if you and your family love mystery boxes for board games or mystery bags for RPGs, go and check those out and you might get something good.
0: Um, also big shout out to big dog liquor. Usually they're our sponsor, but Hey, when you get a free bottle, you can't turn that down. Right. Right. Uh, holidays are coming up, head over there, get your holiday liquor. Uh, of course, next week is Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So you really want to be prepared for that one. Yep. Thanksgiving's
1: this Thursday. So gobble, gobble, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah.
0: Grab a bottle of, uh, the Evan Williams eggnog. If you still got it in stock, you know, if you're an eggnog person, you won't be disappointed. If that's not your speed, there's plenty of stuff over there. You're going to find yep. something you're going to like. Uh, I promise. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, you know, now that you, you we've got our, our physical plugs out of the way, mm-hmm. give our buddies at travels on the Omnibus a listen. You know, we've, you've heard us mention Brady. You've heard us mention all of them on previous episodes for sure. <laughs> They've all been on here before. They've all been on here before. Uh, they are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Give them a listen. See what they got going on. If you're at all interested in any kind of pop culture, they have done, you know, uh, uh, Dracula throughout the history mm-hmm. that was their that was their spooky season episode right they they have done uh, mix masters with different types of music they have done you have to watch this movies mm-hmm. um, they've done all kinds of really cool episodes please give them a listen and, and see what all's going on in the world of pop culture with those guys
1: yep and if uh, horror is your thing one of the guys Jody has his own podcast Fearology available only on Spotify. It's his relationship with the horror genre. He also releases some experimental music from time to time. It's really good. Go check it out. Send him your support because he's doing some great things.
0: And then finally, you know, hey, if if just movies as a whole is your thing, give our buddies at Silence Your Cell Phone to listen to. They they cover newer movies, older movies, Netflix series, all of that kind of fun stuff. They're on podcasts. They also do their show on YouTube. So you can catch them in two different ways. Yep. Uh, but all of that said... We went a little long because we were gone for last week. But, hey, everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving responsibly. Yep. Enjoy your Black Friday. Punch it, old lady day. (laughs) And with that, we will see you after all of those festivities are over. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)